You're listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews with experts on the latest and most important issues in human rights and international humanitarian law. I'm Gabriel Stein. We're broadcasting this week from the middle of the Baltic Sea. We're on the small island of Gotland in Sweden, where there's an annual political gathering called Almedalen. The week-long event draws thousands from the political classes, different universities, civil society actors, and the business world. Today, we have a special interview. Our Stockholm office director, Malin Aud, speaks to Ulle Vesberg. Vesberg was a longtime member of the Swedish parliament. He has had a long career in politics and media. He also served as consul general of Sweden in New York City. Vesberg has been instrumental in getting Sweden to celebrate the Rao Wallenberg Day every August 27th. Enjoy this conversation. You've been engaged or interested or active in... in uh, finding ways to uh, remember uh, Raoul Wallenberg uh, yeah. or to to uh, put attention <coughs> to to his legacy and uh, him as a as a yeah. person, a, an important diplomat uh, in Sweden internationally. And could you tell us a bit how yeah. about that? How that started? Yeah, well, uh, from myself, when I was a young member of Parliament. Uh, in the 1970s, I was a part of uh, starting the Raoul Wallenberg Association that existed at that time, and which mostly wor- worked with uh, uh, finding out what really happened to him, or if he sh- still was alive, and so on. Um, but then, and since that, I have had contacts with issues in different ways. Um, and then I, during the years um, 2011 to 2013, um, uh, worked for the foreign ministry with the uh, uh, Raoul Wallenberg centennial. He should have been uh, 100 years, uh, nine, uh, 2012. And uh, we actually did that in 52 countries where um, um, there were we had an exhibition that toured, toured the world, and uh, we did things in schools and so on. And the idea with Centennial, that was, of course, his legacy, uh, and uh, to help people to stand up for their values and uh, also for human rights. And I have also since that been in the board of the Raoul Wallenberg Academy. And the Raoul Wallenberg Academy was started by his... Um, half-sister, Nina Lagergren, and she wanted his legacy to be transferred to young people. So what we are doing is having a sort of education for um, high school um, (coughs) students where uh, they are helped to stand for their values and to work for tolerance. And um, uh, so that's the main thing we are mm. doing in, in different ways. And um, we also try to um, not only transplant his legacy, but also highlight it mm. through, the Raul, uh, through the annual Raoul Wallenberg Award and uh, through seminars and things on the Raoul Wallenberg mm. Day mm. Uh, in August mm. every year. So... Um, so uh, I'm still working on those sort of things. Mm. Why did he uh, interest you? What well, called your th- attention? Well, that co- what of course called my, at- my attention was 
that this was a Swede that has been standing up for good things. Uh, I was working very much at that time for um, boycott of, of apartheid, a boycott of South Africa, for example. And it was quite natural that a person like that was a sort of uh, person that you looked up to. Um, so, so that was quite natural, and since that I followed that, but I have also all the time worked with, for example, uh, as well against anti-Semitism, and uh, my first article actually in a newspaper was when I was uh, 16, and uh, I had gone through the Swedish uh, school books in history, and found that they wrote more about the autobahns in Germany than about uh, the Holocaust. Um, so I've always had a sort of engagement in those sort of, uh, those sort of issues. Mm. But um, <coughs> and the first book I wrote together with Thomas Hammerberg uh, in, in the uh <coughs> in 1970, that was about the Swedish refugee policy that has hardened at that time. So, so that's issues that I worked for all my life. Yeah. And then it's been natural that Ralph Wallenberg is a part of this mm. because he's a symbol for what has been good in Sweden and good in Swedish diplomacy. When, when was the first time you heard about Ralph Wallenberg? Well, I guess, well, I, I, I guess it was when I still was a teenager. Um, I know that when I was 19, I was the editor of the uh, paper, The Liberal Youth, for the Liberal Youth Organization. And I know I had him uh, on the cover once. So it was probably at that time. Mm -hmm. But it's anyhow, he's too little known in Sweden. Mm, yes. I would say, <coughs> as you mentioned, I was living in New York for five years. And in New York, there are eight places of different kinds that is, are named after Ralph Wallenberg, the Ralph Wallenberg Monument outside the UN, the Ralph Wallenberg Walk, the Ralph Wallenberg School, the Ralph Wallenberg Square in the Queens, the uh, Ralph Wallenberg Forest in the Bronx, and so on. So <coughs> he's quite well known in in, in um, the US as mm. well as in Canada and in Australia and uh, paradoxically more than in Sweden. And why is that? <coughs> why why is he not known in Sweden? I think it's a bit, one of the reasons is the long time of bad conscience. Yes. You know, when he was prisoned, Sweden did very little, yes. too little for him. And uh, in a way, Sweden probably uh, was a part of his killing. What's probably happened, you don't know for 100%, but what probably happened was we know that uh, Joseph Stalin gave the order in the summer 1947 that all international uh, prisoners in the Lubyanka prison should be uh, murdered, should be killed. Uh, those he had not use of. And use meant that he could use them for exchange uh, and so on. And um, Sweden has told that we are not dealing with that sort of questions. And also mm. the Swedish ambassador had said to Stalin that I myself, I think that uh, Ralph Wallenberg is dead. And that gave Stalin a signal that Sweden wasn't interested mm. in him. And that might very well have triggered off 
that he was killed. So I think the bad conscience from that mm. made a lot for uh, Sweden. The, then governments didn't want to highlight him. Mm. And, and do you think Sweden has dealt with this? Uh, yeah, much more. There was mm. a, a, a sort of white book that came, well, ten years ago or something, uh, that was called a, d a diplomatic disaster. Mm and it was about what really happened. So we have dealt with it. Mm. And that makes it more easy to, mm. to, to now highlight it. Mm. <coughs> and um, what, what does uh, Raoul Wallenberg's kind of civic courage, what, what does that look like today in a contemporary <coughs> setting? You, you mentioned the Raoul Wallenberg <coughs> Award. What yeah. sort of uh, people do you, do you give that award uh, well to? Well, there was mm. very different people. Mm. The first one, was Sevosh Derakti. Sevosh, uh, as a 19-year-old student in school, he started Young Muslims Against Antisemitism, which was a, a great thing, a very brave thing, and arranged um, uh, journeys to Auschwitz and, and so on. So he was the first one who got yeah. it. Uh, and um, uh, then there was a person who is the uh, president of the uh, young Roman for, for Gypsy um, organization and then well, there were two of the survivors from the concentration camps that had spent all their life tr going around in schools and w giving their witnesses um, <coughs> so in the last year uh, it was a person that worked with refugees coming to Sweden so th there's been different kind of people who have been standing up for human rights and for tolerance. Mm. So um, that has been, well, quite quite consequent. Mm. Um, and we still, what we do today is, of course, that we need more Raoul Wallenbergs mm. in those times where we have um, not only uh, uh, ultra-right populist rising, but also as we know <coughs> here in Almedalen mm. in Sweden, also the uh, real Nazi organizations popping up again, even if they are very marginal. Uh, they are on the scene in a way that wasn't for many years. And um, uh, so th there is a need for tolerance or for individuals that are willing to stand up for human rights. Mm. And what would, <coughs> uh, in your view, what does stand up for human rights <coughs> uh, against Nazis in, in <coughs> Almedalen look like? How, well, how, how will you stand up? Well, there are, could be different things. Uh, actually, we talk about the Raoul Wallenberg Academy. We have this uh, Raoul Wallenberg Award, but we are also something called uh, Young Courage. And uh, that's given out to five young people every year. And that could be very daily practical things. Uh, someone who has uh, um, protected a person in school who has been uh, um, harassed uh, by, for example, uh, Nazis or uh, things like that. So uh, it's often in the daily life. And here is it, of course, with the Nazis being here, uh, it's, it's, of course, a police question that they ha 
have to be limited so they don't uh, use courage. Mm. But otherwise, well, uh, there will be a big demonstration here, a big march, mm. so it's good to be there. Mm -hmm. A demonstration against, against the, the Nazi. Yeah. Are yes. you going to participate? In I'm that? not because I've mm. left there, but mm. ha had I been here, I of course have done it. Yeah. Mm. And can you tell us who's going to receive the Raoul Wallenberg Award? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's still very much about the situation in Sweden right now, mm -hmm. as well with the refugees, as with the sort of oppression that is in some suburbs against uh, uh <coughs> young, uh, young women and so on. So um, we have in different ways to. Um, to support especially young people that stand up for human rights. Mm. Thank you so much, Ulla, okay. uh, for taking the time to yeah. discuss uh, Raoul Wallenberg and his uh, legacy and <coughs> his importance in a contemporary setting. Yeah, good. Thank you. Okay. That was our Stockholm office director, Malin Oud, speaking to Ulla Westbury. That interview was recorded from Almedalen, where we are all week doing uh, different interviews with experts on human rights, international humanitarian law, and other important issues. We'll be back soon with another fresh episode of On Human Rights. Thanks for listening. That was a conversation we had with Tove Dahlgren. She's the head of the educational department for a foundation called Albright.